Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. Hello. How do you discover purpose in life? There's only one scriptural way to discover God's purpose for our lives, and that's by faith. It's through faith that we understand God's purpose for the world, that it is through faith that we understand what He wants us to accomplish in this world. What is a definition of faith? Well, you might look at Hebrews chapter 11, but we might consider a definition of faith as the Spirit-led ability to see something that God wants done and the perseverance to do it according to scriptural principles. Every great man or woman of God who accomplished significant things for the kingdom of God was a man of faith. This is the recurring theme of the Bible, and it's summarized in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. By faith, Noah prepared an ark. By faith, Moses freed God's people. By faith, Joshua conquered the land. And of course, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So a person without faith is a person without purpose. How do we gain more faith? Faith is activated by giving to God those things which He requested in our life. For example, He asked us to read His Word and to pray. He asked us to give all that we have to be used for His purposes. And the things He asked for usually seem very difficult to give. However, as we give them to God, He rewards us with more faith and direction for our lives. The first thing he requires for us is that we accept his son as the Lord and Savior of our lives. You must be born again. There are words related to purpose. Sometimes we think of the word success, measuring what we are and what we have done by what we could be and what we could have done. Achieving the full potential that God planned for us. And you might look at Colossians chapter 1, 28 and 29. There is also God's will, becoming more and more conformed to the image of Christ and reproducing his character in the lives of others. We will see that we become more and more able to do God's will. If you do not have a clear purpose in life, you'll have difficulty making decisions. The resulting insecurity and frustration will, in turn, make it very difficult for your wife to be the helpmate God intends for her to be. The Cause of Boredom God has given us certain spiritual aptitudes, abilities, and capabilities, and that causes our spirit to be renewed and refreshed. He's also given us these aptitudes, abilities, and the capabilities of our mind, our will, our emotions, and that works in that soulish part of man. And we've been given certain physical aptitudes, abilities, and capabilities which keep our body in shape and keep us active physically. And if we develop and integrate only 30% of our aptitudes, our interests, and capacities into our basic life purpose, we will then experience a 70% boredom factor. Therefore, God designs opportunities, irritations, problems, circumstances to motivate us to develop aptitudes, interests, and capabilities that would otherwise remain dormant. 
We need to begin to build a life message. We need to view purpose in life from God's perspective. Our purpose in life must be related to God's purpose for our lives. And we've got to ask, how is my existence benefiting the kingdom of God? God's priority involves people. God's not concerned primarily about the things which we possess or the things that we build. He is concerned chiefly about people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Sometimes fear of people is a beneficial motivation to discover their basic needs. If we're not absolutely convinced that what we say to people will be needed by them, then we will fear their response to us or their rejection of us. However, if we know that what we have to give them is what they need and that they will sooner or later thank us for sharing it with them, we'll lose that fear factor. Perfect love, which is the finding and meeting of basic needs, casteth out fear. 1 John 4 and 18. Let's consider God's view of purpose in our life. Because God has a special concern for Christians, but he has a love for the lost. He wants to see all men come to know Christ, that none should be lost. But God's purpose for Christians involves us in leading others to spiritual maturity, leading them first to Christ, bringing them to see Christ as the Savior, and then leading them to spiritual maturity. And this involves seeing and responding to life situation from God's point of view. It means being equipped with scriptural principles so that we know how to respond in the various situations with a Christ-like attitude. We need to begin building God's purpose in our lives and building a life message rather than striving for a vocational position. We want the joy, the success, and fulfillment in life to be determined by the degree which we discover and share God's answers to the basic life questions. We're responsible for the depth of our message, and God's responsible for the breadth of our ministry. Sometimes, among Christians, there's conflict, and this may be God's way of revealing specific needs for maturity. People whom we help toward spiritual maturity become our great fountain of joy and our door of ever-widening ministry. Paul said about those for whom he labored that Christ might be formed in them. He said, you are my joy and crown, Philippians 4 and 1. If we're unhappy, we might well ask ourselves, whose spiritual development would suffer if we were not here? Our goal in life is an ever-widening adventure that's related to our excitement about making others spiritually successful. When we assume personal responsibility for the reputation of Christ, and when we find lasting solutions for conflict among Christians, we're advancing toward the kind of greatness which God encourages. And whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. We'll be talking about in future lessons about building a basic life message. How do we do that? But there are natural inclinations that lead to a lack of purpose. And sometimes when we make a distinction between full-time Christian work and secular vocations, or when we are considering the learning of practical skills in a variety of areas to be unnecessary, or believing that because I do not have very many talents or special abilities, I cannot expect to do anything significant for the work of God. 
or assuming that the will of God for my life involves finding a particular job or having a particular title. Sometimes we neglect unwanted family responsibilities so that I can have more time to serve the Lord. Or expecting that God will bless my efforts in Christian work with acceptance and appreciation for those whom I serve. We may also have a natural inclination that leads to this lack of security and purpose by plodding ahead in order to fulfill a vision that I know God has given me to accomplish. Or looking for the opportunities of leadership in Christian service. Well, the principles of wisdom that lead to really true fulfilling achievement, wisdom is recognizing that whatever my job is, I'm to work as though God were my employer and expect that my real reward for labor will come from Him. Wisdom is remembering that God will use whatever practical skills I develop in the ministry to which He calls me, and that often they will be the very means of directing me in service for Him. Wisdom is realizing that God uses the weak things of the world to confound the mighty, and the foolish to confound the wise, because His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Wisdom is discerning that the will of God involves both the forming of Christ's character within me and the resulting message which I can share with others. Wisdom is understanding that difficult family responsibilities are actually God's way of building essential character in me and that a far bigger ministry can result through the lives of those for whom I'm responsible. Wisdom is preparing for unexpected misunderstandings and rejection from those I try to help so I can identify with new sections of Scripture and experience a more effective ministry with others. Wisdom is planning for the death of my vision, during which time I will be forced to learn the character of Christ and wait for His timing and the fulfillment of the vision. Wisdom is seeking to serve Christian leaders because of the awesome responsibility which they have and the higher standards by which they will be judged. I hope in some way this is an encouragement to you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.